It's really cool because when you do that, when you get there, you really can start making without this previous barrier that you had, you know, which is like, now that you've kind of developed the muscle a little bit more, I'm more like, this is the decision because this is the decision that feels good. And I've felt what doesn't feel good. So, you know, it's just like, it's like, it just becomes a little quicker. listening to this podcast right now chances are you and i have a few things in common one of which might be being a creative and as a creative there are some things we can't afford to lose out on and a very big one is energy but not just any energy something clean and natural that doesn't leave you crashed out in the middle of your workday that is honestly why i use magic mind it's an amazing energy elixir that is about the size of a shot that i take every morning to guarantee that i'm fully prepared for my day it's filled with amazing ingredients like matcha, ashwagandha, and lion's mane to fully support your body throughout whatever your day has to offer. Right now, if you go to magicmind.com slash procrastinationradio and use code procrastinator20, you can get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days. That's P-R-O-C-R-A-S-T-I-O-N-A-T-I-O-R-20. You can get 56% off your subscription in the next 10 days. Let's get energized together with Magic Mind. Connection. It's, it's like, so funny, bro. We were literally so good the two seconds. I know, and then it started. as soon as we start recording, bro. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Right. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Procrastination Radio Show. I'm your host Ian Complex, here for another amazing conversation with another very, very, very special guest, Andres. How you doing today? Doing good, man. I'm doing great. Yeah, just um, yeah, just uh, as I'm sure we might talk about it. I'm like, I have a play coming up, so I'm just like. Yeah. worried about that thinking about that a lot yeah yeah i'm i'm really excited for this conversation for a bunch of reasons i feel like i've met you a bunch throughout different situations like just kind of in the scene and different events and stuff and always really liked how you came off even before knowing what you did um so i want to kind of throw that appreciation out to you for just being always being nice and cordial and and, and cool and um, the fits were always crazy every single time. So I was to <laughs> start off by saying that, but yeah, the fits have to yeah. be crazy, bro. It's part of the, you know, it's part of the, it's part of the, the lifestyle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, thanks. but I'm, I'm very interested to kind of like kick this off about how, how you got to this play, and I, and I want to get back into a little bit of, of who you are and why you do what you do, but. I'm very interested in into why a play specifically, just kind of based off of what I've seen of your work, usually based in film and and knowing that a lot of things creatively are connected. Um, I'm just very interested in that format of of presentation and creativity. Why 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 a play? Yeah, as far as why a play, you know, um, I think that there's definitely an overlap between film and theater i'm learning what that is as i do it since this is like my first play endeavor in general so i i'll be able to answer i think more clearly like what are the actual overlaps after i i do the the real thing and i and like you know perform it like it's gonna be five times i believe that same night um it's like a short play within the context of plays you know it's like not like um similar time spans for a film you know like a short film would be like around 
10 to like 30 minutes. Same thing with a, a play, like a short play, you know. Um, if it gets longer, it's like considered like a feature film. And, and uh, on the other side, it's like, a, it's the opposite, you know, like same thing with a play. It's like a long play, like you might have like a, an act in the middle, stuff like that. Um, but very literally, I went to a play uh, with my girlfriend uh, in New York and we went to go see this actor that we really like. His mm -hmm. name is Oscar Isaac. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot of people know him. And, um, and that was one of the reasons why we wanted to go out. But also I'd, I'd never seen like a real proper play before, you know, I, I've seen like musicals and stuff like that, but I've never seen just like a straight up like dialogue heavy play. And it was really cool. It was really, really a great experience. Like he kicked ass. He's in a, he's a like phenomenal actor. So he like really just owned like owned the show the whole time. But well, what I saw and what I've seen like in other scenarios and like kind of like the stereotypical like um, trope behind plays is that they always have to be kind of like, you know, a lot of fancy speech and like, like even, even this play is, this play is kind of modern. It still had like Shakespearean interests and like, it's like all like wordy in my opinion for no reason sometimes. And mind you, I've talked to people who are like um, more in the play world about my experience and they've said that like you know like if i go to like off broadway or if i go to other places i'll be able to see the kind of stuff that i'm talking about and that i'm making but that being said i saw that and i was like you know i just kind of want to make a play about like two dudes on a couch just like talking shit for like you know 30 minutes and just being like real with each other and that's not exactly what i made i made something that's actually a little bit more complex and like there's a set more set pieces and they're in a desert the whole time and it's like a more of an endeavor but at the end of the day it's still two dudes like just you know under under more like intense circumstances but um they're just talking you know and they're and like there's a lot of world building going on but even then like the two people that i casted um lazaro and abby are like friends of mine and um they both have acting interests but they're not they i, I don't think that they would feel comfortable calling themselves like full-on actors just yet so i think that also lends itself to like some just like real some real performance it's not it's not like a like yes they're playing a character and yes like they, they're studying that character and they're rehearsing with that character and a bunch of stuff but at the end of the day one of the reasons why i think i picked them is because everything they say is just like still more colloquial and more like you know like you're speaking with the homies and like and i also wrote for them in a way like i kind of like wrote their characters based on who they already are too um but yeah 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 it's kind of long-winded answer no no that's, that's why, why i'm yeah, running a play yeah. perfect format for yeah. for long answers i i was interested from when you started talking about you saying that the play is going to be done i think five times that day was that yeah. an intentional approach to it was it something because that that's interesting to me immediately because i'm like by the fifth time i'm sure already y'all are practicing but by the fifth time in different audiences the play is going to kind of take on a different life of its own and in, in some aspects and were you aware of that going into that or did you think about that yeah you know like plays in general like that i think that is the general interest yeah. and i think that's what excited me and even the actors is like okay we're gonna do this a bunch of times and it'll be a little different mm -hmm. every time and i think that's also an exciting part about like as an audience member too like you know that you're getting a very specific take at this, you know, right. and like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot it like a short film the day before. Mm. So there is going to be like a proper documentation of it, like in my style. Yeah. But even that, 
won't be what it is the next day when they're actually performing it. You know, like each one will be slightly different and will have its own thing. And and the film, it'll be like I'm cutting. I'm gonna do like a three camera setup for the short, so it's gonna be like very manufactured. Mm. So when you're there with the play, you're just you have, you know like it's like a wide shot. Right. Let's say you know like it's just a wide shot the whole time, and it's you and your eyeballs and. You know, you could choose to look around. You could choose to look at one of them. So there's definitely that excitement of, like, this is um, when this ends, it, it's gone, and like it only is, it only is like encapsulated in the memory of the people who saw it. Super interesting to me, but also, um, yeah, no, just like, oh, well, I, I think something else to to be said is that originally I was gonna do it like. Because the activation is only for that 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 night, you know. Originally, I was gonna do it like for like a month long ish, but like for a lot of different reasons, we decided like, nah, let's just like make it a one a one day thing. With when that was gonna be the case, we were maybe gonna do like two a night because it is a shorter place, so I, you know, it wouldn't make sense to like like build this whole thing up and like set up a whole night to just for just like a thirty minute interval. But now that it's one night, we we're like, okay, like you know, fuck it, let's hit it home. Let's like run out a bunch of times. Let's really like get as many people in there to be able to see it because it's like a like within the context of plays. I don't think the, I don't think this location is small, but within the context of plays, it is a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. It's like a twenty five seater. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like we were like, okay, we're not gonna do this for fifty people to see it. Like we want at least a hundred people to try to see yeah. this. So we're running like four activations, possible fifth one added depending on ticket sales. Mm-hmm. But like, um, yeah, just uh, it was just like a very. Um, like it, it honestly felt like like the only way to do it um, justice is to like do it that many times, you know. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And you you mentioned kind of shooting it in your style before. How did you how did you get to your own tone of voice? Because again, to to kind of get a tangent on real quick before we get into that, like being able to see your films even before this conversation was really a blessing. And I, I thank you for for putting that together um, and inviting me to that, but. I, I loved your I love seeing your language and how you kind of express because it feels really similar to me and like how you have a conversation with somebody. You know, the words that you choose kind of speaking in the, the language of of different plays and everything. But how did how did you find that that tone of voice? You know, I don't know if I if I found a tone mm. yet. Like like I, I like I look at the stuff that I've made and I still don't see like a very clear through line just yet. You know, like I think that there's, um, there's a lot of overlapping things, overlapping, um, you know, like angles, like very literally, um, you know, like I, sh- I shoot a lot of the stuff with like the same lens that, um, my, uh, one of like my close collaborators and like the person that shoots a lot of my stuff, his name is Parker Gain. He, uh, he like has like this, like, like, kid of lenses that I like I love working with and also just him as a person has like a really 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 great take on like on my scripts and he's always like very excited and interested in like in shooting them in a certain direction and and I tend to like lean towards like this really wide lens that he has in his kit and like and you know a lot of people seeing that like I have a friend my friend named uh Juanci um Juan Luis Matos he was like you know like that wideness is like is theatrical in its own way like you kind of want like the audience to like be able to see as much as possible like you, you've probably had like this kind of like little interest of a theater already and and i don't know if you said but one of the shorts 
um, that I showed was it's called Eggs from the Dumbwaiter. And it's pretty much like, a, you know, it's two people in a, in a house uh, talking like and a lot. And like, especially for when they actually interact, because a big part of it is just uh, the one of the protagonists. Yeah. It's a it's a really big wide shot, yeah. you know, it's like very theatrical and it's in a sense, you know, it's like and I and we um we did it. We actually shot it like that, too, that day. I was like, all right, we're going to run this five times. Yeah. I'm going to shoot it all on this wide and then hopefully maybe <laughs> like later in the day mm -hmm. we get some close-ups, but we, we didn't even, I don't think, I don't think we had time that day to get close-ups, but yeah, like I was just like me prioritizing the wide shot. I think that's a style on its own, you know, like that's a tonal decision is like, okay, I clearly think that's more important than like going into close-ups. Like, you know, if I'm like going to like, yeah, I think that's a great example. Like I'm going to limited time span. And my, my decision-making is like, okay, I know I want the wide because it's really important to me. You know, other filmmakers might not do that. You know, right, other right. filmmakers might be like, nah, like, I need the eyes the whole time. Like, you know, which which is something that I'm, I'm learning more about and I'm developing, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, if I can describe my tone just yet. I don't know if I have, like, a style per se. Yeah. But um, I'm also not interested in, like, um, necessarily sticking to something mm -hmm. i'm gonna continue to like go off of gut instinct yeah. and like later if i see a style great you know yeah. but if not like there's a bunch of my 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 mentors that don't know that they're my mentors um that if you see like a bunch of their work back to back you'll be like you would never guess that it's the same yeah. person that made it you know yeah, yeah yeah i was i was reading one of your your instagram posts and you mentioned that in a similar phrasing i think you were speaking of a book that you read um you said one of my mentors who, who isn't my mentors um and i yeah i also really really enjoy just in your language how you when you when you talk about somebody you work with you you take a moment to like say their name like i, I really appreciate appreciate that like i i think it's like a it's like an adjusted practice maybe it's like a it's like a span of doing it less over over time and then yeah. like like hearing something back and being like damn i've you know it's also you're just like it's really like these people that i'm mentioning they probably don't even want me to say their names full out but like yeah. it's just like a nice like it's, you know it's being courteous yeah. um yeah i, see, I think yeah, being courteous to like the time they put in especially with an art form like this where it, it's so many hands to make something and i, I think especially for you somebody who's been able to work as a director an editor a writer you, you've you've been kind of all over this 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 art form I, I, do you have any preference to either one it sounds like you just like being in it mm. but is there one that sticks out sometimes you know it's funny like i think that i don't know who said this quote it might have been like tarantino i know there's a bunch of directors that think this but yeah. um like each one of those phases in its own way is like um it's like you're rewriting the project yeah. you know like like you write the project you know, then you shoot the project, then you edit the project, then each one feels like, like, um, like a, a way of writing the project in its own, its own way. Like, yeah. so I don't know. I think, I think all of them are special in different ways. Um, as I continue to grow, I see the things that I definitely want to stick to, yeah. but like, for instance, I love writing, but I've also like encountered books that I'm like, wow, I would love to direct. I would love to adapt this. Mm. I would love for someone to adapt this mm. and like hand it to me. Like, mm. I, I don't think that, I'm like hell bent on any of them. Maybe with the exception of directing, I feel like that's the only one that when I hop into a project, 
for the most part, like I, I also produce yeah. for a lot of the friends out here, yeah. but like, as far as like long-term goals, like I think directing is the only one that I just don't want to give up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't mind stepping out of the editor's chair yeah. eventually. And, and I don't mind, um, stepping out of the writer's seat. I, I think that the directing though is very, it's just very special. And it's like, um, yeah, it's extremely like a lot of people think it's very stressful and it, and it is for sure, but it's, um, it's like really gratifying. And, um, yeah, when I was, uh, just like in, in general, when it comes to like filmmaking, um, I went to school like in San Francisco and, um, went to an art school out there. And the whole time that I was there, like I didn't make, I barely made one movie. I think I made one movie. Like I made my thesis film and I'm very proud of it. Uh, but that was really the only movie that like I left uh, college with being like, okay, this is like a M O V I E movie, you know? Um, but the rest of the time I was shooting photographs and like, just like kind of doing more like, uh, I guess looking back, I guess it was just exploration of, of like the kind of topics and, and and like and aesthetics that I wanted to like pull into video. But, um, what it felt like back then was like, I just needed like this kind of like more self gratification of like, you know, like the, the foot, the photographer pipeline, not all of them, but at least the way I was treating the art form is very, was very like, I would make something and I was shooting a lot of film yeah. and I would like scan it and then I would put it up on Instagram yeah. and it was like, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And like, and there was definitely like, you know, an immatureness happening there where I just kind of wanted some gratification. Also, I'm glad I did that because there's, there's something very cool about just like giving your workout to the world yeah. and just seeing how it goes. Yeah. But something that like, I definitely remember saying is like, okay, I got to stop shooting photos because I really, really want like long-term gratification for me, like has really, like really um, met, long-term projects Mm. like those Mm. those two things to me are like go hand in hand you know um yeah and and i'm that's i think why i love filmmaking because it's like it's just like this thing that you really dedicate a lot of time to so when you see it come alive come come to life it's just like that much more rewarding you know right how do you in in that in that in that way how, how do you take in when you're in a theater and it's packed with people who have come to see something that you've made. Does it feel like you're in a place of relaxation? Like, like you said, like I'm done kind of like I I've done it or does it, is it another maybe type of job where you're now answering questions and maybe looking at things a little bit more critical as you're watching them and seeing people's reactions? Like, how does that, how does that feel? You know, um, I, I'm, I don't like the, um, the screen that you went to was probably as far as like you know 45 minutes plus of like a work that i've made that's definitely the first time i've ever done that um i've definitely been in a room like where i show like you know like a film festival or something like that and like my short is a part of like a short blog of other filmmakers um but just speaking specifically to that last one because it was like very particular and a new and new thoughts and feelings um honestly i was i was pretty i was pretty like relaxed and just like happy that like the things up there i enjoyed you know like um i was talking about it with some friends and like we kind of disagree with this but like um i have some friends that are like oh like filmmaking as an art form is very much about the audience like Mm. you have to really take them into consideration when you're making this thing and i agree with that one thousand percent you know if i was gonna make something only for me like 
I probably wouldn't make a movie. Right, you know? right, like, right. It's just like, it's like this whole endeavor where you got to convince so many people and then yeah. you're the only one that's going to communicate with right. it. It's insane. But like, but I do think that if you don't, if like, this is, if you're not making something that you want to see and that you think is missing from the world or whatever, um, then yeah, you probably, you probably shouldn't, you probably shouldn't make it, you know? And, and yeah, almost everything, I think everything actually, like, obviously you look at stuff and like, especially when you see with other people, like other things come up that you're like, Oh man, I could change this. I could change that. And like some of the products I showed are actually in earlier stages. So that is more viable, but there's other products that have been shown so many times and I'm just like, I know that could be better, but it's okay. Like that one will stay as is. And like, and it is what, and it, and it, and it was what it needed to be at the time for me. And yeah, I, I think as far as being critical, like, I think I've, I've, as I've continued to like grow and shit and, and make more things, I'm becoming less critical, mm. which is good. Yeah. I think that a lot of people that works opposite for them, um, I think part of it is also, I just trust myself a little bit more, you know, um, with this play, this play is like the fastest thing I've ever developed mm, as far as like these long-term projects yeah. go, you know, it's like, like I, I, I actually legitimately wrote it in one night, like. I smoked some good shit mm -hmm. and I was just up the whole night yeah. and like, I don't know what it was, yeah. but like I was, it just kind of flowed out of me yeah. and like first draft from like beginning to end, uh. I even made like certain assets that you'll see like in the exhibition of the play. Like I was just really feeling the idea and, and really trusting myself. You know, I was like, I was like everything here. It just feels good. Like I, it, it feels like, it feels like, like I was like, um, like I, I, I jog a lot. So I felt like I was jogging, you know, I was just like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. This, this all makes sense. This all comes two and two. And, and yeah. And, and I've talked to other artist friends. Like, um, I talked, there's a, the, I'm actually right now at Ulight Arts. I'm like in their cinematic, um, like editing bay right now. Um, just like I, I do, I, I work with them sometimes and that's just where it ended up having the interview for some reason. But, um, this is artist, uh, her painter here. Her name is Alan Morris and she's like a phenomenal painter. But like, we were talking about like this achieving of like, trusting yourself is like it's really cool because when you do that when you get there like you really can start like making without this like previous barrier that you had you know which is like before not only not only were you trying to make a movie in my case not only were you trying to make a movie but you were also like trying to decide amongst all of the different interests that you have in the filmmaking world and being like is this film gonna look like this is this film gonna look like this now that you've kind of have like you've kind of like developed the muscle a little bit more i'm more like okay like i this is the decision because this is the decision that feels good and i've felt what doesn't feel good so you know it's just like it's like it just becomes a little quicker and and i'm excited honestly i think i've been really wanting to get to this place for a very long time and like i hopefully like i can stay consistent with it like over the next few years but yeah i'm, I'm like um yeah I, I feel like and many artists probably have been craving this yeah. or are craving this yeah. um but now that i've got into this space i feel like yeah like i don't feel like a fraud calling myself like an artist now you know i don't feel mm. like a fraud calling myself a filmmaker yeah. now it's like like i can fully believe it and when i say it i don't flinch you know <laughs> that's wow i yeah. like that that's that's really yeah. cool as like uh as a storyteller i wonder kind of in that in that way of being less critical and kind of sitting in, in who you are, what, what attracts you to 
even in just like a like a it's a late Thursday night, you want to watch something. Like what what about a story attracts you to it? That's a good question, man. I, I definitely I definitely consume a lot. And like maybe it's something that later in my life I decrease, you know? But right now, like I'm like um I'm like a media addict. Like I love like I love I love art in general, but I I really really love like the moving image, like TV, like m- like like animated stuff, like anime, like um, what's it called? Movies, short films. Like I I really just love consuming as much as possible. Obviously, there's things that I'm like no no you know because like like I I've also consumed enough that I also know like when things like you know right. when, when it smells like shit probably it might be right, shit you know. Right, right, right. Um, but even then, I try to still watch a lot of things that like, like not to say that this these things are shit, but like like I've seen like a, I've seen almost every Marvel movie, mm-hmm. you know. I've seen like you know like not and like I said, not shit. I actually think a lot of them have a lot of creative merits. Yeah. But like, you know, it's it's just like what you know amongst like the film community, people like right. think is like less right. like art for or whatever, you know. But um, but I love all that shit. I I, <clears throat> I love I love like. I love world building a lot. Mm. I think that's something if I'm going to be putting stuff on top, like if like a film TV show or anything like is really like just taking me to another, another place and just like, you know, the details are just like, you could tell it's everything is a line. Like if you see a poster, like the poster is like in reference to like a line that was said earlier, like that kind of stuff, like that kind of stuff, like just has, just gets the right itch. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but like, um, I'm I'm not a big fan of like reality TV. Like it's it's hard for me to to do it. Um, and I've tried too. But like it's not it's not even that like I was like oh fuck reality TV like it's, like not on some pretentious shit. It just actually makes me sad. Like, it makes me depressed <laughs> for some reason. Like I just like I watch it and I'm like man like I I get it. You know yeah. it's like cultural. It's culturally important. Right. I, right. Funny enough. Right. Like I think like yeah the only one that I could maybe get away with once in a while is like sometimes like my girl puts the kardashians on mm-hmm. and like i find myself like like actually like interested really paying yeah, attention yeah. but i think for for a bunch of different reasons you know like just like the cultural importance yeah. that like that family holds right. on on the world is just super fucking interesting right. but um but yeah man i would say like if i were to put it something that really gets me every time is like when the when like something just like brings me in and like you know, TV shows have more time to do that, so it's very exciting when they do it. But it's very, very exciting to me when a movie can do it, because like it's, it's just like it's less time, you know. Yeah. And and if to to do it successfully is tough. So yeah, yeah, that, world building. That definitely, definitely a fan. Reminded me <laughs> of like uh, Nathan Fielder and a lot of the kind of weird space that parody sits in when approaching a lot of these things. Like a lot of like Nathan for you. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, like I, I, I like Nathan Fear. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite kind of not not even commentaries, but just kind of pieces of of art that kind of play with that. What is real? What isn't? What's written? What is? I feel like from a younger age, it was kind of hard to differentiate, even with like the Eric Andre show um, or like Tim and Eric, kind of those a lot of similar shows from a lot of similar like schools of of comedy in, in these different places, but it begs the question for, for you, like, do you ever see yourself playing in other fields like, uh, like comedy or even an action movie? Like, would you ever think of doing mm. at a later point? Like if, if Marvel approached you, like, Hey, we got, we got $17 billion for you. 
like yeah no, go crazy, yeah. i say it all the time like the goal like in its own weird way is like i'm i'm trying to direct the marvel movie yeah, 1000 yeah. percent. you know that would be that'd be awesome um yeah man it's like being a tool in like this like huge world building thing like you know like I, I would hope that i would get a lot of creative liberty because i also do think that i would have a very fresh and interesting perspective in something like like a superhero movie um but but yeah no i'm i'm a yeah i'm i'm a, I'm a big fan of like of a genre genre hopping you know i guess it's what we can call it that like yeah and, and especially at this point where i'm still trying to figure out like what it is like you know right now i'm making a bunch of like short things and and i and i've written a feature before that i really like um but you know i haven't made it yet obviously and like and and yeah i'm I'm still not sure what it is that i want to make an hour and a half long you know yeah. like i think right now i'm still like very interested and not even on some like i think it's first steps i actually see myself later in life like even after i've made longer things going back to like short form the short form like um the short form world that is like short films like i think it's a lot of stories just have to be shorter like it's they're meant to be shorter you know um but but yeah i'm i'm there's yeah i'm totally i'm totally for like genre hopping and like and finding different spaces to like say stories like i love all those films i love comedy i really like horror i really love like um something especially something like nathan for you and like and then like the show that he did with safety like the curse is like it's really it's really great i think it's like it's it's mad innovative and like i'm never angry with innovation i think that's like mm. yeah stuff that has people like sitting down just being like what did i just watch yeah. is like i don't know if that's what i'm gonna end up making yeah. my, like out of the stuff i make yeah. but it's definitely it's definitely like so important you know yeah that's a that's a great tie into your experience with like sundance recently and um mm. kind of very very literally like what what did you watch there and <laughs> what was your takeaway and kind of yeah, yeah. just that, that that's a big that even the name calls a lot of weight. So how did how did it feel being able to to move around in, inside of the idea of, of what Sundance is? Definitely. So I went to Sundance with um this program called uh well there's this program in I think it's national it's a national program actually it's called Young Arts and it's like something that like you can uh, apply to when you're like in high school and then like after that you become an alumni of that program and then in that alumni standing they have like a bunch of uh, different opportunities that people could apply to you know, being an alumni. And um, one of the things that they put up was like this, like um, this program to go to Sundance and like basically like audit the Ignite program, which is like this uh, specific program at Sundance where like they help like emerging filmmakers like for a whole year or whatever. So like in our set, in our case, we just go and like, we basically have like all the perks that the Ignite kids would have essentially, you know? Um, and in that, in that, in those perks like they give us a bunch of like uh, free tickets to go watch and like uh young arts themselves like put us up and like it's great it's like a really it was it was was a really really formative and great experience and like you know like i'm sure a lot of filmmakers are like there's like some skeptics um when it comes to like these like independent film festivals Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like they're so fucking big now that it's like how do you truly like like um can like remain independent when you have like all these stars and like and 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 that was there the stars and like and all that stuff was there and you know i'm a geek for all that Mm -hmm. stuff so that was really exciting for me as well um but as far as to me like independent means like obviously like you know less money 
new 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 authors you know like new authors or yeah. whatever um and in a innovative storytelling you know and i saw that i saw that like amongst a few projects actually like there's three very specifically that i think had all those out like all those standings yeah. um there's one called little death which is like by this um by this filmmaker i don't want to get uh jack beggar yeah. and he's like a music video dude and um it's funny i'm looking i just saw the rotten tomato score and it's super low and yeah. i totally disagree with that and it's like um yeah it was a it was a very like very crazy story yeah. you know yeah. like crazy it was a very crazy story and and then the the way he, they treated the arc was super new like what happens at 30 minutes is not what you would expect and then the rest of the film mm. is something else yeah. like yeah. it was a very it was a very well done approach to like really teasing what the arc should be yeah. you know yeah. and i love that kind of stuff and then um and then i saw this other movie called uh, in a violent nature which is like it's like a slasher film mm. but um it's there's just a there's just a director his name is Gus Van Sant and he has like a few he has like a few f films of his that he uh he just kind of like follows people mm. from the back like it's almost like third person like video mm -hmm. game style but like much more cinematic yeah. and 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 quote more probably more boring <laughs> than a video game and it's just like it's slow i i think it's beautiful yeah. but it's really slow yeah. and like they these guys kind of brought that into a slasher film which is like That's cool. weird you know yeah like it starts and you're just following like the killer the whole time yeah, and like yeah. it's it's brilliant because like you start seeing the killer the whole film mm -hmm. and then when you don't see him like your brain is like damn like i've seen what this guy is capable right. of and now i don't know where he is right, you know right, like right, right. and it's like i thought it was like and it's also one of the most beautifully shot slasher films i think ever honestly i was like i was i was like taking it back yeah. it was like yeah it was just it was beautiful and then um and then I saw this other movie called Sasquatch Sunset. That, ah, like, I heard um, yeah, it was such a super bizarre film. Yeah. It was um, I wasn't even planning on going to see it, but one of the one of like the the people that I went to to Sundance with that was in the program. His name is Nathan Ginter. He was a uh, like a great filmmaker, and um, he um, he was like, oh, I'm gonna go watch this movie called Sasquatch Sunset. Like the reviews are like, wow, that I think it's it's gonna be a weird one, and like the review that I read was like. If you want to see Sasquatch, if you want to see people dressed as Sasquatch, uh, pissing, shitting, fucking, and squirting milk out of their tits for, for for the next hour and a half, this is the movie for you. And I was like, well, shit, I think that might be the movie. Right, right. Maybe that or not. I don't know why. But um, yeah, and like, and mind you, it definitely had that. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a weird movie. And it was like um jesse eisenberg and a few other big like big name actors yeah. in full sasquatch attire right, right, right. and like and makeup and they look like full-on neanderthals and like they don't say one piece of dialogue the whole oh, movie wow. they're just like <laughs> and eyeing at each other and being neanderthals and being sasquatch like i guess and um for some reason like 25 minutes in i'm like emotionally attached to these characters like like i was i just cared so much about what's gonna happen and like and, and mind you, like some some crazy plot points happen that do leave you like, oh, like I cannot believe that it just happened, you know. <laughs> and and yeah, like I I was very pleasantly surprised going to Sundance and like and seeing these kind of movies there because I was like, you know, at I all these films had their their big actors in them and you know it still it still holds weight. You can't get mad at that. Like people like seeing people they've seen, you know. Um, but it's still 
all at least these three that I just mentioned all just felt like mad innovative and it felt like the story like what the story is is still getting like messed with and celebrated you know at a place like this which is right. which is great yeah. you know like it makes me excited about movies and it makes me excited about like uh institutions like this and it, and it gives me and it reminds me maybe why they're around yeah. i think it's something that like you know like it's hard to it's hard to especially as artists to like to reason with like why is there the grammys and right, why right, is there right. the oscars and why is there sundance and why is there all these institutions that like give stamps of approval yeah. and i don't know about award shows but i do think as far as like this film festival and like other ones that i've been to um there's something there's something beautiful about like being able to create little bridges right. for like younger filmmakers slightly more established filmmakers yeah. uh people who want to buy these things like and some film festivals claim that and really don't do that i will say my experience at sundance and it helped that i was in this program because um the late the the woman that that uh kind of like runs the program as far or is like on the ground there with yeah. us is also a filmmaker yeah. her name is like, her name is kimberly browning and like she really cares about us and the program and like really introducing us and like putting us in the correct spaces. Yeah. But even beyond that, like I find myself being in a lot of scenarios, maybe slightly outside of that program where I was like, Oh no, this is an extremely useful conversation right now. Like this is an extremely beneficial room that I'm in, you know? Um, so that was, that was a very pleasant surprise, you know? Cause like you hear a lot of these, like a lot of things about film festivals, like I've, my friends that are way more involved in like the festival circuits and have like been able to like attend more of them yeah. through different projects have said that there are some that they feel like they didn't even win anything. <laughs> you know, like there are some that they're like, like we're here with like a whole feature film right, and right. we like have not been invited to like any sort of social gathering. Yeah. Like, like, like some, they don't, some of them don't like some film festivals, they, they don't even like, set it up so that they can go to like the opening parties and stuff yeah, like that yeah. it's like dude you're, you're you just you're just you're there with this right anyways but yeah i i, I was i was very um pleasantly surprised with sundance and like i'm itching to go back with the project for sure yeah, that, yeah. that's amazing right? like, to echo your point about i guess the, the importance of putting a bunch of creative people together <laughs> like it's it's yeah. it's very i feel like it's an underrated uh, feeling i think a lot of times people try to contextualize like, this is a party or this is a even a social but i think sometimes like you said like if it's just like a panel that is varied people of experience and varied people of entry to a certain industry um mm -hmm. just just sharing knowledge and having conversation um i think has been really really beneficial to me i think even being able to go to things and just to like just to meet people like like kind of like I met you, but just like not even knowing what they do specifically, but having conversations and just engaging in that kind of creative connection that, that people share. And I think it was interesting kind of seeing a lot of the movies that have recently come out, like Iron Claw and um, yeah. just some other features recently. I feel like there's been a interesting influx in the conversation of what like good good film is right. on on that level of just kind of a lot of like you said the rotten tomato thing comes into play a lot like and, and that holds a lot of merit for a lot of people but i think mm -hmm. it, it was cool seeing a lot of people like going like i went to this movie because of word of mouth and I'm really emotional i i liked it i didn't like it but like we're talking about it you know and, and i like i like the idea of just conversation about the arts and the 
and, and having it move in that direction. Definitely. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen a lot of great products this year and, and like, I'm, I'm, like across the last, I think I saw like, uh, I, I, people are talking about it right now, but poor things by, mm. um, by, by, um, Yorgos. Yeah. He, it was a crazy, crazy movie. Mm. And like, also just very surprised and, and, um, pleasantly surprised that like a lot of people who maybe like aren't like film buffs or whatever also really right because it's right. a weird one it's a weird movie yeah. and it's shot weird and yeah. it's like very risky i would say and like and yeah it's another it's one of those other things like people are, are actually i think and people especially people with money and financier people i think that they they still haven't gotten whim of this yeah. a lot of them a lot of them have i'm sure but um people are hungry for like weird different stuff right now yeah. you know yeah. like the cursed being a successful right. show is why right. that show is so weird you know poor things so weird there's a bunch of stuff out there that like like yeah i, I think um yeah i think people are really interested in like in seeing just like like something that they've never seen before yeah. and experiencing like things that they've never seen before and it also helps that people are going back to the theater and right. just like are craving new stories and and like yeah the I, I have like a group chat with a bunch of people that I was kind of invited to actually. I was a late addition yeah, to this group chat, yeah. but like we go to like AMC, like we, we have it's called AMC Tuesdays or whatever. Yeah. And like we go to we go watch movies really often and like, and it's dope. It's good. It's great seeing it with with these friends of ours because they're not like even like super film buffs. Like yeah. some of them are. Yeah, yeah. And like credit to them. Like, so, but like a lot of them are. You know, a lot right. of them are just like, oh yeah, let's, let's go watch this movie and then you know we watch something like poor things or something like iron claw and yeah. it's like these movies that are like yeah I, I think they're fresh and they're they're new and they're like they're really um i think they're really important yeah. too let me be honest with you i think um i i i could only hope that as like um a culture and a society like we continue to um place the bar of taste higher and higher yeah, yeah. because um yeah as creatives like we are we we deserve not only not only do we deserve but we're like our duty is to make things that are like that are different right. and that put people in spaces that they right. they haven't been before right. and when people are craving that it's like you know like all right i'll make the food as long as you eat yeah, it you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah no yeah, yeah. I, th I think it's it's also super refreshing because i think the conversation around film for a while was a lot of the kind of tenured directors talking about the, I think people were saying like the roller coaster effect of a lot of the Marvel movies and uh, DC and all these action films. And I think at, at a point it was not a balanced scale in, in terms of like, you did have the indies and you did have movies mm -hmm. that were just even further away from that, that kind of existed in kind of folklore. Um, and mm -hmm then you had your blockbusters and your kind of different separations, your TV movies and all these things. And I feel like because of for better or for worse, how streaming ended up panning out and like the current separation of everything, I think a lot of those feelings are back as it, it kind of felt like it was one thing at a time. Um, mm, and you, okay. You're saying. Yeah. Mm. And, and you do, you did mention that you, you kind of watch a lot of those things. So is there, a type of film that's like a guilty pleasure for you that you you go to when you're like I I, I want to kind of like nerd out on the like the technicality of of a film yeah yeah like do you do you go to more of a 
okay, I'm watching a movies movie if I want to just relax or like I'm going to watch something that's going to have me laughing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, man. No, I think um, the, I would say for me, like guilty pleasures are like animes for some reason. Like I love animes and some of them are some of them are so well done. But a lot of them are like, you know, very formulaic. Like it's like, OK, like there's someone there's a school. There's a there's a some sort of big issue where like you have they have to train at the school yeah. to you know figure yeah. out yeah. the issue like you know they, they have formulas to it right. um but yeah I, I eat them up and I, I love a lot of them you know yeah. like um and they're easy to consume too so i can i also work a lot while i watch things mm. so like it helps that um i can watch something that doesn't that's not asking for so much of my attention right. you know right. like i can right. look back up and be like all right cool yeah i know what's probably gonna happen yeah. <laughs> you know next yeah. um but yeah and then there's like um there's movies that I go back to all the time. Like I really love School of Rock, and I wouldn't even call that one a guilty pleasure. I think that's just a flat out a great fucking movie. But um, but but yeah, I would say like if there's anything that's like quote unquote more guilty, like sometimes I'm watching, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm really giving like a lot of time to this. Is is more on animes only because some of them are just like so just flat out like ridiculous and either ridiculous or just like straight like like there's a formula here and we can see it we can right, smell right, it from right, a mile right. away you know which is like and very kitty you know yeah, sometimes it's yeah. like very like animated and like and like and dumb and yeah yeah i think i think yeah and even then like i said i i, I still respect all those things a lot and i think they're very hard to create yeah. so and i love and i also love the culture behind anime and like japanese culture in yeah. general and like their art is fucking super inspirational to me. Yeah. I don't know if it's directly, if I can see it directly in my work yet, but it's definitely something I think about a lot and like Studio Ghibli movies and like Miyazaki. And right. yeah, the, that's, I, I go to sleep with like the Studio Ghibli movies all the time just because they're so like, I don't know, even 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 though it's like a whole movie about war, yeah. usually <laughs> I still like, I still resonate so comfortably and the, an, the animation and the score and everything is like, so comforting that it doesn't matter if there's like a whole war happening on it you know before we close out i just want to ask a couple a couple more questions one about like the importance of sound and just just curious about how you approach that part um with the play quite literally you know writing and and kind of do, do you visualize how the words will come out and and kind of hit people's ears and then in in the film landscape with with music how do you intentionally incorporate that stuff into your work yeah um i'm a big uh, i think music is actually a very big part of the process for me i um like for every product that i have there's like a playlist that like that that i develop as i'm working on it um the impotent desert which is the play like same no no um same thing there like there's like this and and also a lot of the times there's like specific songs that um are very important like narratively as well um you know i there's some movies like for instance like the i think i mentioned that like I, i've written um i already wrote like hope what is hopefully going to be the first feature that i direct feature film that i direct and that one is like very musically guided you know like there's like certain songs that come out in certain parts and like and it's yeah, I'm. I'm a big. I'm. I'm. I'm have a big. I have a big like uh, marriage to music when it comes to like my process of like writing and just making in general. Um, yeah, and it helps so much. Like the playlist thing helps a lot because 
sometimes if I just really want to just like switch it on, like, like let's say like, I'm like, okay, cool. I got to work. Like I, I haven't been able to write in like a few days or whatever. I, I'm going to sit down and write in the, in the night in two hours for two hours. I mean, like it's hard sometimes to like kind of plug in and just be like, all right, be creative. So the music really helps honestly. Cause like it remind it, like it does like all those like subconscious reminders of like why you chose that song, what you were feeling when you chose that song, like, why why these songs are incorporated in the play and like how how sometimes it's literally like like um oh okay during this part of the play like something like this should uh should be playing here or sometimes it's like it's like oh man the the feeling of that song is kind of like the feeling that i want the dialogue to kind of give off during this part you know um so yeah i'd say it's like really really important and um in the play, there's even like a theme, kind of like I would call it like a theme song that happens in the play, and and yeah, it's like it's luckily not something that I have to license because it's a play, so mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I can I can just do it and it remains in the ether. But maybe when I yeah. put the short film out, I got, I'm gonna have to worry about that a little bit more. Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, uh, yeah, licensing for music is interesting for films, but I've I've done it before though. It's not it's not as difficult as one would one would think actually. So. Interesting, interesting, and. This episode should be coming out before the 17th. So oh, cool. if you were able to give somebody maybe like a one sentence lead into the play, what would that be? One sentence lead in, you know, um, like a little log line. I would say it's definitely, you know, I think very literally it's actually uh, two dudes stranded in the desert and there's going to be a lot of walking yeah um a lot of walking and like and yeah i think i think that's 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 definitely the leading line but a little bit yeah. beyond that it's like i don't know why i've been concerned with this so much but like impotency as a as like um a general term not just literally like yeah. being sexually impotent but like as right, a term right. kind of like took its own its own like uh you know, kind of grew wings and and became so much more in this play and yeah. i think that's why i named the impotent desert because it's like there's a lot of elements in the play that if you like really pay attention are just impotent objects and and yeah. i kind of hit it home too with the exhibition like there's like the, the impotent the, the impotent objects are also there and they're like i i created like physical representations of them um but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for people to be able to reinterpret what I'm putting out because yeah. like I think most great artists or at least the art that I'm trying to put out in the world, it's pretty subjective probably. You know, like yeah. there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to interpret some of them are much more literal, like okay, these two dudes are stuck in a desert and they're thirsty and then yeah. and then other things are much less literal. Like I've shown people the script and they talk about how like impotency for them right now and like the state of the world feels like like not being able to do anything about things yeah. that we're consuming all the time like what's happening like in gaza and like what's happening in yeah. all these like like all, all over the fucking world and it's like we have some so much immediate um immediacy to be able to see exactly what's happening and still not being able to do anything about it is like it's crazy and that's a that's a take you know i don't it wasn't the take that i was that i've um 
not purposely, because I don't know what purpose, and that's purpose is subjective, but it wasn't what I was like specifically thinking about when I was writing. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, it's, I'm, I am a human on this earth, so I could only, I could only expect that the work and the art that I make in one way or another is representative of the world that I occupy, you know, and the world that I'm consuming. So, yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think it'll be a fun one though. I think, um, I'm just excited to like see people see it and like, and uh, there's something honestly a little bit more liberating about a play that's like, yes, you know, I got everybody here and I got all the elements here and I directed it to an extent, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's more of an actor's medium, I would say. Um, I heard someone mm-hmm. say this the other day, and, and maybe that's why I'm seeing it right now, but it feels like a play is like an actor's medium and a film film is the director's medium. Like, mm-hmm. they're the ones that really see it through yeah. all the way. But with yeah. plays, it's like, once like that curtain, there's no curtain in this right. context, but once that door opens and they're there, like, they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they can yeah, really yeah, go yeah. ahead and Literally, do yeah. whatever they want. And I can't stop them, you know, like... Right with a with a film it's like i'm gonna if i don't like it i'm gonna edit it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's true yeah yeah so yeah. it's been good it's been it's been very liberating and also a, a teaching experience to like let go because it, it feels like that's kind of what it is it's like it is an act of letting go like once you start saying those lines like well in rehearsal i can cut them off and be like mm, maybe like that but um what i'm I, I can't i'm not gonna do that when there's a live audience obviously you know so right, right. I'm exciting. I'm excited to let go. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautifully put. Thank you for coming on to the show today. Um, if you have time, everybody, please go check out um, the play. If you have if you have the time, if you don't make the time, um, <laughs> go out and support uh, local art. Um, and yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you are it's in the daytime, nighttime, wherever you are, stop procrastinating. Go after dreams. They're waiting for you. Peace out. Peace out. Thanks.